Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Rhys and today we are on episode 65 of the Coronavirus Updates section of the podcast. Yep, 65. Haven't done quite as many of these as the government has done press conferences, but I think I would uh, have a good chance of overtaking them now as we have, according to the Prime Minister, seen the last of the daily coronavirus press conferences. Uh, It is the final one, uh, which was yesterday, I believe, someone from, I think it was the BBC, counted and they reckon that there were about 92. So if I can get over 92 episodes of the coronavirus update section of the podcast underway, uh, then I will have done more of these than the government did press conferences. But anyway... That's a completely different topic. I'm going to talk about what was actually talked about uh, in that 92nd and final press conference. Uh, And indeed, the announcement which was made in the House of Commons at about half past 12 uh, in the day as well, uh, which is about lockdown restrictions being eased. Now, I'm going to put a massive caveat on everything I say for the next duration of this podcast Um, Unless I specifically mention another country, everything I say refers to England and England only. As we've seen consistently throughout this pandemic, the Prime Minister has been reverting to his role as the Chief Executive for England because of healthcare being a devolved issue between Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, who have all chosen Uh, not to follow the exact same path as England. Therefore, all of this is an England-only edition. I will talk about uh, changes in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, possibly if I have time in this podcast, but um, all of the rest of it, unless I say otherwise, will be about England and just England. So, let's have a look at what was said in yesterday's press conference, as I said, the final press conference, and the big... Uh, headline news was that the two-metre social distancing regulation will be eased. Uh, Now, that is a little grey area here because the Prime Minister said that people should remain two metres apart where possible, but there is the introduction of what is being dubbed the one-metre-plus rule. Um, So Chris Whitty was actually asked a question on this. He said two metres is still preferable, but if um, if uh, you cannot do that, then you should maintain a minimum of one metre uh, for, of social distancing from anyone you are um, with or meeting up with. But if you cannot make two metres, then there should be extra mitigating factors. Uh, so maybe um, a face mask, uh, some protective equipment of other things, not standing face-to-face with people. Um, Those sort of things, they were mentioned as these possible pluses in the mitigating factor column. Now, the reason this has been eased is ostensibly for some areas of the hospitality sector, because we know now that from the 4th of July, and of course this this two-metre easing is from the 4th of July, I will hasten to mention that before someone takes this away and and starts getting too close to people uh, too soon, um, uh, that pubs, restaurants, hotels, hairdressers will all be opening from the 4th of July in England. Now, uh, those have been 
parts uh, parts of industries and sectors which uh, had really wanted to uh, reopen. Obviously, they've taken a big hit. People aren't going out to pubs because they are all closed, and so people have been taking these economic hits. Um, in the Commons, uh, Boris Johnson was cheered loudly by his own backbenchers, sort of drony here, here. Uh, of uh, Conservative members as he announced English pubs will be reopening from the 4th of July and he also said that the national hibernation was beginning to end and that life is returning to our streets uh, as new things start to be opened. Obviously we've already seen uh, shops, all shops reopening. Uh, now venues that are being listed as able to reopen again from the 4th of July are pubs, bars and restaurants. Uh, outdoors, they are uh, doing more than table service, but indoors, it is only a table service. Uh, owners will be asked also to keep contact details of customers to help with contact tracing in case someone uh, is found to be COVID positive, because of course our app isn't working. Um, hotels, holiday apartments, campsites, and caravan parks must be sh- uh, well uh, will be open. But any shared facilities must be cleaned properly. Now, this is sort of, uh, this leaves a door open for people to go down and stay in potentially second homes on the seafront, as long as they are, or anywhere else really, as long as they are in a, uh, a sheltered and sort of socially isolated environment. Uh, so as long as any shared facilities are cleaned properly, you can use hotels, holiday apartments, campsites and caravan parks. Theatres and music halls will be being reopened, uh, but it is going to be almost exclusively for films. Uh, You're not going to be able to hold any live performances because that would be far too many people. Um, And obviously live performances necessitate a certain amount of social interaction between the performers. Um, Weddings. Big change to weddings. They are now going to be allowed to have 30 attendees. This slightly confused me, I'm not going to lie. This change around weddings has confused me uh, because they're allowed to have 30 attendees and yet we still aren't allowed to meet more than six people um, outside. That that has slightly puzzled me and I'm not quite sure why the government seems to be approaching this in a rather cack-handed manner. Uh, Some things are opening much faster than others, some are are seeming to be out of step with other areas, even in just one country's approach to lockdown. Uh, now, the uh, other things that are changing, places of worship will be allowed to hold services, but in a, a turn of events, singing will be banned. Um, I believe that is still up to a maximum of 30 attendees, but I could be wrong on that one. Uh Hair salons and barbers will be reopening. So anyone who's been waiting for a a lockdown trim and didn't want to have a go with the buzz cut themselves, uh, hair salons and barbers are reopening. Again, all of these from the 4th of July, uh, they must have protective measures, however. So if your barber or hairdresser doesn't have a visor, uh, they are not compliant with social distancing. And I believe there was some uh, manner of, of small talk being banned, but uh, I'm not quite sure. They'll have to check the COVID secure guidelines. Um, also opening up, libraries, community centres, bingo halls, cinemas, museums, galleries, fun fairs, theme parks, adventure parks, amusement arcades, skating rinks and model villages. Um, not quite sure why that was on the 
same list as some of the other ones, but anyway, if you've missed your, your daily fix of a bit of a model village, then they are open. As well as that, any indoor attractions where animals are being exhibited, such as zoos, aquariums, safari parks, wildlife centres and farms, they are allowed to reopen. Now, of course, with all the good news of things being able to reopen, there are, of course, uh, some things that are having to remain closed from the 4th of July. Um, so nightclubs, casinos, bowling alleys, um, indoor skate rinks, indoor areas that include a soft play area, um, spas, nail bars, beauty salons, massage, tattoo and piercing parlours, um, indoor fitness and dance studios, as well as indoor gyms and sports venues, um, swimming pools, water parks, and exhibitional conference centres, other than for those who work for that venue, they will all remain closed. Um, obviously, in a, a nightclub or a casino, you aren't really going to be able to maintain too much social distancing. And in uh, nail bars and beauty salons, I guess people have deemed that uh, uh, less necessary than uh, hairdressers and barbers. On that indoor gyms and sports uh, venue sort of things, uh, Council Secretary Ollie Dowden actually tweeted... Uh, ministers hope to be able to reopen these gyms and leisure facilities in mid-July. We will have to wait and see on that one. Uh, this is a large change. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, these are lots of things that are being reopened. There are some other changes and I will go over them shortly. This is a large change. A lot is happening at once. Uh, the government is very clear, in fact adamant, that they are not uh, going faster than their tests allow. Uh, which is good. We don't want them rushing ahead of where the science is showing them. Um, but again, as I've noticed on some of their slides, they seem to have sacrificed data for drawings, which I, I don't know if that's the best move for them. Maybe it is a good political move, but it's not looking very good in the public eye. And with these uh, press briefings ending, uh, it'll be interesting to see if... Um, they keep us as well informed as they have done. Uh, questions are being asked about whether the UK is moving too soon. Um, there are just over a thousand new cases a day on average, comparing with an estimated 100,000 a day at the peak at the end of March. Uh, it does demonstrate huge progress, but our number of infections is higher than in other countries. Um, France and Germany are seeing fewer than half the number of infections that the UK is. Whilst France has a smaller population, Germany has a larger population. Uh, and Italy has fewer than a quarter. And they are still seeing uh, bumps in the road on their reopening. We've seen recently that Germany um, has had to go back into some elements of regional lockdown after 1,500 cases of coronavirus were identified at a meatpacking plant. Uh, I can't pronounce the name of the German province, so I won't try. Um, now, Sir David King, a former government chief scientific advisor, has voiced a concern that restrictions are easing too quickly. Uh, a number of other experts have voiced that concern as well. But this is now a balancing act between the restrictions and then the possible cost to the economy, to people's health and well-being and to wider society of not lifting these restrictions. Uh, it is going to be difficult to judge what has happened and what the um, impacts of these are until we have seen a couple of weeks of um, how these all play out. Um, there was one other major announcement that was made, um, which was that uh, 
two households in England will be able to meet indoors and stay overnight in each other's houses as long as they maintain social distancing. So um, this, uh, first of all, let's say it's not an exclusive one. So if you stay over at one friend's house, you, you don't mean that they can't invite anyone else over at different times. So you can see, I don't know, one group of people one day, another group of people the next day inside their houses. But you, you can't have two households coming to a third household at the same time. So it's got to be two households meeting each other at a time. Uh, but once you're there, uh, still maintaining social distancing and you can now stay over. Uh, this is unlike the bubble system in that way. Uh, so no uh, no touching. This is where the single adult household was able to bubble with uh, another household um, in uh, accepting them almost as part of, of that other household group, making one larger group. That is not what this um, new policy is suggesting would be a possibility. Um, looking back, it's not particularly the, the biggest announcement. Not many people have been um, meeting or wishing to meet indoors. The weather's been quite nice. But um, the ability to stay over does mean that people who are further away can uh, can meet up if they have been looking looking forward to a potential meetup. But again, remaining socially distanced and if you can, sort of isolating away in one corner of the house with different facilities. Um, if that isn't possible, wiping down and sterilising all surfaces after use. Um, now the Prime Minister has also warned all of these steps are reversible. Uh, of course they are. If we start to see the R number coming up, fortunately enough, it is going down right now, or it looks like it's going down right now. It's between 0.7 and 0.9, and it is believed to be below 1 in all sectors of the United Kingdom, which is very, very good. Um, But if the R number starts to go up again, and we start to get towards the risk of moving back in towards stage 4, which we only recently came out of, and if we start to see the risks of a second wave, then of course the government will have to send us all back into lockdown. Um, I wonder if the government will be as... Uh, eager to do it again as it was in the first instance I'm not saying the government wanted to send us into lockdown um, I'm not actually saying that they even moved particularly fast but if uh, people have already been through it once will they even want to or respect the decision to go back into it again we just don't know with these things um, now I did say I would briefly mention some other countries so let's look over in Scotland, where there's been a headline uh, about the coronavirus, Scottish schools are aiming to reopen at full uh, time with no physical distancing by August uh, if the coronavirus continues to be suppressed. Now, so August uh, is the uh, usual start time of, uh, of when schools open in, in Scotland. Uh, John Swinney, the education minister in the Scottish Parliament, Says ministers are now preparing for all schools to open full-time in August and there is going to be no physical distancing. Schools had been preparing to return with a blended model of face-to-face teaching and at-home learning, uh, but after what opposition parties have described as a U-turn and climb-down forced by public pressure, the SNP government in Scotland has uh, now said that they will be returning fully in, uh, in August. Uh, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon has also ordered officials to review whether the distancing rule, this two-metre distancing rule, could be relaxed in some circumstances. 
uh, because schools will be facing difficulty in working out how to bring pupils back in August whilst maintaining the current two-metre rule, which had necessitated what was called a blending, blended learning plan, the model of face-to-face -face teaching and at-home learning. But now, um, here we are. The SNP have climbed down off their blended learning uh, project and say that if the virus continues to be suppressed in the way that it is, uh, then they will be back to school. All students will be back to school uh, by by August. Uh, there have been some bits of news from Northern Ireland, uh, mainly about uh, the one metre or well, uh, one metre social distancing being introduced for children, uh, and some areas will be opening up in Northern Ireland on the third of July. Um, I don't know too much of the specifics on that, and I'm conscious I'm running out of time, so I won't go into them too much. Uh, and Wales has not made uh, too many uh, inroads into relaxing its lockdown. Wales still keeping the two-metre rule and keeping many of the uh, possible relaxations in the dark for people right now. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast as we wave goodbye to the daily coronavirus updates from Downing Street. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, leave me a review wherever you can on, on Anchor or on Spotify or whatever. Follow me on Instagram at politics.unbox or you can find the email, which is politics.unbox.outlook.com, uh, I think it is. Um, whichever one it is, out.com or .co .uk. Uh, And I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode. Uh, until then, goodbye. Mm -hmm.